Uh, hi. Hi, humans. What's going on? It's been a little while. My name is Adrian Burke. I'm the creator and host of La Mezcla. I'm so happy you're listening to this. Been a little bit of a hiatus for the show. My life has been wild recently. Uh, uh, a lot of stuff has gone down uh, up to and including a fire in my apartment that like could have killed me. But I survived and I'm good and I'm figuring out my living situation. But that's why the show hasn't been getting released with any consistently recently. But I'm so excited to be back um, and to announce to you that um, on August 4th at 7 p.m. at Caveat in New York City, the La Mezcla live show is finally back after quarantine, after everything after quarantine, after everything that's happening right now, uh, after everything that's happened in my life, including a, a, a near-death experience. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be performing again. The show is at Caveat on the Lower East Side of New York City at 7 p.m. Uh, on August 4th, which is a Wednesday night. But here's the fun thing for humans who listen to this show. Because of quarantine and uh, everything the venues, especially in New York, had to do uh, to survive um, throughout not being able to have live events, there is now a live stream ticket available to my show. So if you do not live in New York, or even if you do and you're unable to make it to the venue, you can buy a live stream ticket at the link in the description for this episode and come support the amazing artists that I have booked for the slate. Uh, and I will have many more announcements for you over the course of the next few weeks. So August 4th, mark your calendars, buy your tickets, validate my life choices, make me feel better about not dying in a fire and about hosting the show again. Uh, okay, that feels like uh, enough of me talking. Let's get into our guest for this week. Hey, the Brazil. Talk with me. Um, our first guest back after this little uh, hiatus is the amazing, amazing Lauren Clark. We have a returning guest, one of the few returning guests in the history of the show. Um, Lauren and I inter uh, interviewed. We, we recorded this interview um, a little while ago, basically shortly before the aforementioned fire that nearly took my life. Um, so it's the audio's been sitting for a little bit. So there are a few references, including to Lauren's uh, show and her business, that like it maybe should have been released a little while ago, but I it just it just didn't get done. But I'm still so excited to put this stuff out for you. Lauren was, I believe, guest number five on this show back in the day when it first started. Uh, she's just the absolute best, just like a beam of light in the form of a human being. I had such a great time talking to her. Lauren is a stand-up comedian, improviser, actor, writer, filmmaker, and creativity and creative resilience coach. That is right. That is a thing, and Lauren is doing it. Um, we had a really, we had a really great uh, time on the on the Zoom, getting getting back in touch with each other and talking about not only Lauren's uh, creativity herself, but also the business that she's developed to help other artists who are sort of struggling either with productivity or with their goals or just with their general creative process, um, just kind of helping them get their shit together, essentially, uh, and operate from a place of of joy, uh, which is something I struggle to do. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a pessimistic motherfucker, and it was really nice to have um, Lauren's uh, perspective uh, on everything, especially in light of what this pandemic has done for struggling creative people who like didn't really have a foothold to begin with before this stuff went down and now kind of i think a lot of people feel like they need to start from square one and if you want to be inspired uh and to have like a sense of momentum again and just joy um i highly recommend you listen to all of lauren's stuff including her podcast the black creators connection uh, which is a super amazing show you can find that on all podcast platforms please subscribe to that shit always support the stuff that people who are on the show make 
because, um, uh, you know, people like Lauren are making the, the creative world at large a better place. So I really want you to, uh, to support her and subscribe and listen to all her stuff. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Lauren Clark. I don't know. I feel like really giddy. I'm so excited. Is it like a thing? Is it like a thing of now you're so used to hosting? Like, have you been guesting a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have been on a few podcasts, but I also, the last time I recorded for season one, because season one's wrapped, but it was March. So I haven't really, mm. like, I, I, I got so excited pulling out the microphone today. Yeah. You know? Um, the last one I did, I think I literally just used like my Apple headphones or something. But I was like, right. You I'm look like, the Yeti. I mean, I'm going to get the, out the Yeti for Adrian. Yo, you, I appreciate it. And you <laughs> look like a podcaster right now. Oh uh, really yeah. I, I mean, this is the setup now, you know, like yeah. not that anybody will see the video cause I don't release the video, but, but it's just, still, it feels good. Yes. You know, it feels yeah. good to like do it right. And I mean, the sound quality. Mm, Yay! Perfect. Yeah, man, I'm ready to go. Let's Word. do it. So yeah, so I did the whole ambush you with recording like a minute mm -hmm. and a half ago. So, so let's just oh, okay. get into okay. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love Lauren, that. Lauren, welcome back to La Mezcla. I'm so happy to have you here. Yay! Uh, I'm happy for, to be here. For those who might not know, which might be a lot of you, Lauren was like, I think on episode number four or five mm -hmm. of this show, like yeah, at this I'm point, close to three years ago, which is wild. Yes. Um, oh my God. It so feels like just yesterday. So excited to have you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't to time? me. I mean, I guess it does, but it, really it feels like 10 years ago to me. It feels both 10 years ago and also 10 minutes. Yes. Because I feel like I'm just back in your room right now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. we're just recording and talking about life. I'm still and worried time about- is weird. I'm still worried about dudes on motorcycles outside ruining mm -hmm. the sound. Oh man, oh man. So noisy in the Heights. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the last time, yes. I mean, the last time we were recording, I was like doing four or five improv shows a week. Like, I feel like yeah. my life is so different now. That it, oh my God. It yeah, it's really interesting because people still associate me with comedy mm. and I have not done comedy since the pandemic started. Me neither, unless you count like the very uh, thirsty for attention Instagram stories. <laughs> like I haven't done any actual, I haven't done a single Zoom comedy show. Well, that's not true. One. Uh, one uh, improv festival that me and my friend Jess Kelly shout outs who we have an improv duo yeah. still we did a festival like maybe month two of the pandemic and we did this live stream show and you know how on the Facebook live you can see how many viewers there are there were, <laughs> yeah. there, were there were two viewers on our stream one of whom was the festival organizer and it was like one of the most depressing shows I've ever done in my life yeah so I did do an improv show and I learned very quickly like this is not my medium this yes. is not my because <laughs> I just go off the rails like I'm already pretty crazy on stage uh but I learned very quickly I was like I'm not helping anybody and <laughs> I need to uh find something more productive to do um and what, then, a, what an interesting way to handle a bad set of being I'm not helping anybody <laughs> <laughs> I literally I just I don't think I supported anything mm -hmm. I think I really like I I I'll say it. I'm a pretty selfish performer and the best of times. You know what I Word. mean? Word. I love being the center of attention. Uh -huh. I love making, you know, aggressive, big, bold moves. 
uh, does not work on Zoom. Doesn't That's work. Tough. Yeah. No, people yeah. are hesitant to stop you and cut you off, which is what I'm used to on stage. That's right. <laughs> I'm used to being edited, but nobody <laughs> would edit me. So I would just get crazier and crazier. And I was like, all right, maybe I need to pivot. You know, yeah. that was a big word in 2020. I felt a lot Absolutely. of people pivoting. Absolutely. I, I feel like we were, that. I feel like we've all been forced into some type of pivot. I feel, <laughs> I feel personally like I'm struggling through my pivot right now, oh, like as no we way. speak, which is why Didn't I'm so you excited. Did a movie? Yeah. yeah, you've been doing a lot. What are you talking about? I did a, I did a movie, but that like, that just came out that uh, we shot that like a year ago, a little over a year ago. Okay. So like, and I've done a couple of small things since then, but like, I mean, you know how it is, which is why yeah. I'm so excited to have you because I feel like a lot of the work you do now is kind of in this arena, but like Absolutely. that constant feeling that I think quarantine exacerbated for all of us because now the only way we can be in contact with each other is in digital format. Like mm. the idea of at least projecting the facade of like, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, even though <laughs> like the industry we all work in has been at a virtual standstill for like a year and is just now kind of starting again. Yeah. I, I feel like that reminds me of the start of the pandemic where like people didn't know how to work. Right. And so we were just kind of just anxiously waiting, you know? I feel like I was glued to the news yeah. and just trying to keep my cool and not really working, but I had, a, I mean, I still have the same job, but it's like, I, none of us really knew what to do. Right. You know, it was such an uncertain time, but I think the silver lining of it is that now the future being uncertain is just that much more like in my bones now, you know, mm -hmm. it's like cemented that, oh, it's kind of always been that way. Right. The future is always a little scary and everything's kind of a little terrible, but everything's also a little beautiful too. And maybe we can take, we can take our friendships and our relationships, friends, family, and all of that. Like, let's not take it for granted rather. And just like go a little bit deeper because mm -hmm. we're all kind of here on borrowed time. Right, right. Kind of embracing that uncertainty and using it to fuel you instead of defeat you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was really easy at the start to feel like, what do I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just, yeah. Honestly, especially I think for I'm people who like aren't, I mean, you're a stand up, but like, especially, yeah. I don't really, I've done stand up. I don't consider myself a stand up, but I feel like <laughs> for people who generally speaking aren't, solo performers like I feel like it was extra weird because it's not like you can get in rehearsal rooms with people or like mm. really work shit out I feel like that was some of the stuff I heard at least a lot of like improv people dealing with totally yeah and it's so funny too because that's another thing where I'm like I haven't done stand-up now in over a year and I still consider myself a stand-up but I'm not necessarily rushing to get back on a stage mm. and I don't know. I think, yeah, everything is just, I, uh, it's, it's kind of like this bittersweet feeling of there's so many things I can do. There's so <laughs> like, not to, not to like brag about myself or whatever, but I feel like do my, mo my many skills have been highlighted by the pause because just mm. like yearning to do so many things, you also kind of realize 
all of these skills can be seasonal and it's perfectly fine to let them rest and lay, you know? So I'm just like, I still love doing standup, even though the next time I get on stage to do standup is probably going to be awful, <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't take it out of my heart just because I haven't been doing it, you know, yeah. just because maybe people aren't associating me with it. It's still there. It's still in me. Right. And I think, yeah, just standup is one example, but also like, I always wanted to like make short films and mm -hmm. be more heavily involved in film and TV. I'm in writers groups now, which is Hell not yeah. something that I had time to do when I was in mm -hmm. New York doing improv and sketch and stand up, and just like being able to take writing a little bit more seriously and like learn a new skill like podcasting. Like there's, it, it, it's showing me, the last year has shown me like there's so many, there's so many opportunities and yeah, like you don't just have to pick one. You don't just have to have yeah. one purpose in life. You can do several things and the possibilities are truly endless. Yeah. And I mean, I think this sort of somewhat organically leads us into what we were talking shit about before <laughs> I hit record, which is my perception of you. And I'm assuming a lot of other people during this time, I feel like my perception has been like, yo, Lauren is like not playing around during this like downtime. She's like starting XYZ project and doing this and that and da da da. So I, I, I like, I'd love to hear you speak to, you know, especially now in the, you know, knock on wood post pandemic era, yeah. like, the the whole perception and reality game of like oh my god you're so busy da, 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 and the imposter syndrome inherent right. in that of course um so yeah I feel like because we were forced to kind of like take a break and slow down and it was a really sad time in life but I think out of it it really forced me to listen to my intuition much more closely and really lean into the people, <clears throat> excuse me, lean into the people who are genuinely supporting me, right? So turns out that ended up being like, it, it ended up being a lot of um, other creators, a lot of other artists and a lot of, I would say like spiritually led healers, healer types. Um, okay. So yeah, I think I leaned heavily into creativity as a form of processing life and healing myself. So that led to like writing and then writing led to, oh, I have some thoughts about what's going on in the world, but not just right now, but like what's happened before, maybe what's coming. We, Cause you know, 2020 was an election year. So there were a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, there are quite a few events to put it lightly. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could describe 2020 as a lot of events yes. <laughs> if you wanted to. Oh man. So I, I feel like, yeah, I was writing and I realized like, oh, I don't want to just journal every day and keep it to myself anymore. Like I want to share this. Mm -hmm. And while I started, um, like I started out doing all this stuff on my own, I was also in like a formal coaching program. And I had a mentor who is still my mentor and she's amazing. Her name's Pollyanna Reed. And Shout she's out. a, yeah, she's a contributing writer for Forbes. Ever heard of it? Um, no, but she's just that? like, <laughs> it's just like this little whatever publication. It's gotcha, not a big gotcha. deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she is big boss energy. And I feel like 
I'm big boss energy, Mm -hmm. but I needed to see it. You know, I needed to see it in somebody else so that it could kind of like, in a way she gave me permission and she provided a lot of clarity in terms of the things that I always really wanted to be. Mm. Um, So she was helping me like, she was basically helping me understand I wanted to become an entrepreneur. And to begin that journey, she was like, well, you need to engage with your audience. So how do they interact with you regularly? And I told, I was like, I don't know, I'm an Instagram. I'm on Facebook, I have Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, cool. So like, what's the strategy? I don't know. I just, whenever I have an idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So she really, she started asking me questions that really pushed me to be strategic as, about the as way. an also as an also what people call content creator now yeah. like the the question what's the strategy terrifies me I get <laughs> that me. I totally get that because at the same time like now I'm in a different place where I feel like there is a plan but sometimes you know the only rule is there are no rules right and if right. I do feel like okay something needs to be said I'm gonna say it Right. But I think also before I was getting in my head about, oh, well, you know, somebody else already did that. So I don't need to, I don't need to address it or anything too. But like, that's, that's the reason why like coaching and mentorship is something that I'm a huge advocate for now, because she was like, wait a minute, but you're here too. You Mm. matter, you exist, you have lived, you have a perspective, go ahead and share it. There's nothing wrong if it's already out there, you're of course going to say it in a different way. Mm. So I told her that the thing that I wanted to do to connect with my audience regularly was blog. And she was like, "Mm, no, I don't think you should do that. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, okay. She was like, well, Lauren, you're a talker. You like to talk. So you should start a podcast. Uh And because I was like already creating a lot, and really missing all my black friends. (laughs) Like I'll say it, I was missing all my black friends back home in New York. Um, Like I said, I I had moved to Charlotte, North Carolina at the start of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of wanted an excuse to see what they were doing, how they were getting through and what they were creating, if anything. Mm -hmm. So that's where the Black Creator Connection came about. What's up? That- give 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 the audience like <laughs> give the the quick rundown because I want them all to subscribe. Yes. So yeah, the Black Creator Connection is a community and podcast. The only I won't say the only, but like the main objective is to amplify Black artist voices. Each week, I talk to a Black artist about how they're getting through, how they're doing it in this crazy industry. And I like to also have like an empowering message up top. I do my best to inspire and uplift as many creators as possible. Like, I think it's a show that's not just for black artists. Like everybody can listen to it, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm talking to black artists and um, I'm really proud of the show. I'm really proud of everything that's happened. I think, you know, you obviously know, like, when you first start podcasting it can seem yeah it seems like there's so many moving parts and then there's that thing of like just like wrapping your mind around your your thing that you invented like it started out as a thought and now it's like going out into the world right right right. 
I think I had to wrap my mind around that for a little bit. It was a little intimidating, but now I think my confidence is a little, my confidence is way up. You know, I I'm feel feeling it. myself right I now. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. I love it. It's giving me the energy I need because, oh, good. Oh, boy. I, am I like your textbook pessimist artist? <laughs> so like, I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing right now. Well, and see, that's the thing too, because, okay, I'm a Virgo moon, so I sometimes lean towards pessimism. And you want to hear something? You, you want to hear something? Of course. Also a Virgo moon. Whoa! Cool. Right. What's, your, what's your son? Um, so I'm, I, I will lead with this. I feel like I've said this on the show before. I am uh, an astrology skeptic, so I apologize for okay, that. Okay, no worries. No worries. But, um, I'm kind of the same way, although I did pay for a birth chart reading, but it's fine. Word, 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 word. I did not pay for it, but I've had multiple friends be like, I have to do your chart. Uh, so so I'm a Scorpio sun sign. Okay. Um, oh, it makes sense that you don't believe in astrology. That's how everybody reacts. This pisses me <laughs> off. This I this is not what the show is about. And we'll get off this topic. But this, this is always the response. I'm like, I, I don't really it. believe in the shit. And they're like, what sign are you? And I'm like, I'm a Scorpio. And they're like, Scorpio would say that. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, but but I love Scorpio. My dad and my brother are both Scorpios. Got it. And got they it. don't strike me as Scorpios at all. So I don't know. But you guys have secrets. So well, maybe it's because I'm a Libra rising, which I'm told means oh. I come off very charming at first, but I'm actually a sociopath when you get past that. <laughs> Man, see, and this is a this is something that like we could really go on a crazy tangent. Uh -huh. Um, but I I think all of that to say pessimism sometimes I think it's just a matter of reframing you know what I mean because there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with being realistic there's right. nothing wrong with like truth telling you know what I mean but I think sometimes I just have to be aware and just like tap into my higher self and figure out like is that the energy that's needed in this space right now mm. you know mm. and I've had to learn to bite my tongue sometimes yeah. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah. Sound like life. my therapist right now. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's so funny. It's yeah. Yeah. But I think maybe the podcast has become my therapy. Mm. Um, so that's kind of cool to hear you say that because all I'm really doing is just I'm just saying what's in my heart. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think the more I do that and I realize like we all have this fear and the minute you're on the other side of it, you realize, why did I think that? Why did I think that that would happen? And the fear is that people are going to judge you. Right. They're going to stop loving you. They're going to stop talking to you and you'll just be isolated right. and you'll die alone. Right. But that's not at all what happens. If anything, people just hear you and then they say, huh, not for me. But then right. other people hear it and it is exactly what they needed to hear. Mm. You know, so I've realized that my voice, as long as I'm just looking at it as a kind of offering you know mm -hmm. the people who need to hear what I have to say really need to hear it and me holding back on myself is potentially keeping people in a state where they are are going to struggle mm -hmm. I I by not saying what's in my heart and keeping people in a hell wow. right like that wow. is how I that is how I look at self-expression not just from me <laughs> i'm not being <laughs> i'm not i'm not bragging on myself again no i understand uh, what you're saying i understand but, what you're saying 
Yeah, I think I think that is I think that is how powerful self-expression from anybody is. The potential right. to affect people, you know? It's um it's amazing. And I yeah, like podcasting has really opened me up to that and just like the way people find it and come to it and just like the random feedback I'll receive is it's been yeah. really it's been really motivating and just I mean I can speak that to that oh, like over the course of this show's existence like the same like I'll never forget the first couple times I got reached out to by people who I'd never fucking heard of in my life who I never would have taught there are those motorcycles I was worried about but like <laughs> the people who I like who I never would have interacted with had I not right. created this thing. And like for all those moments, like you're speaking to for all those moments of like, ah, nobody wants to hear me talk. Like who gives a shit? Like all that like bad self-talk, all that stuff like gets immediately redeemed the second you hear from some college kid who's like, yo, I like your show. Yes, it matters. It really does matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think now I'm thinking of it's one of my favorite quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. He says power is the ability to affect change and achieve purpose. Mm. So you're doing it, man. You know, you are stepping into your power. You're using your voice. You're you heard it here, yourself. folks. I'm exactly <laughs> like Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> we all are. We all are. Because as long as we're serving, as long as we are, you know, I, I truly believe that as long as we are doing things that help more than ourselves, we're, we're the MLKJs. Okay. <laughs> oh, word. I mean, that's a beautiful sense of it. So talk to me about, cause I know we've been, we've been mostly on the podcast and I'm assuming it dovetails a lot with your coaching business, but I want to yes. hear a little bit about that. And also for any of my struggling artists out there who are like listening to this and struggling yeah. to actually start putting their thing into motion, like what kind of work you do with artists. Of course. So with the Black Creator Connection podcast, there's also a Facebook community where we were doing like bi-weekly check-ins. And that was just like, it, I, I didn't realize I was doing it, but it was like group coaching, right? Mm. So people would show up, there'd be a topic, we'd talk about it. And as I felt compelled to speak on certain things. I would just speak on certain things. And mm -hmm. then the feedback from those check-ins made me realize, oh, wow, I think I want to do, I think I want to go even deeper in some of these things that are coming up that are very common issues amongst creators. Mm -hmm. um, things like, you know, imposter syndrome and just having the self-belief that what you have to say, what you have to create will matter you know is it worth seeing it through 100 i think it is but i know how it goes because you know i feel what happens sometimes is like you have an idea you get really excited about it and then after you're excited about it you start talking yourself out of it like all right. the reasons why it won't work why you can't produce it blah 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 i can't tell you how many times even <laughs> in the last 30 days i've had this exact yeah. so that's Basically, okay, so basically what I do is like once you get to that point where you have the idea and you start talking about all the reasons why it won't work, I make you realize that that's bullshit mm. and all that it is is limiting self-beliefs and I help people like build up their confidence around their creative ideas. So I've branded myself as a creative resilience coach, but it's really just, you know, building a strategic plan 
for people to um, just tap into their natural creative existence. You know, I, I, I want to help you get past your fear essentially. And just like, yeah. So uh, as, as a coach, I do have like a developing program. There's like different steps Mm -hmm. and, you know, we address things, the very same things that I was working on at the start of this pandemic with my mentor. Uh And then at the start of this year, because I had already launched my coaching program, but I wanted it to be even better. I was also, I started a really intense business incubator, um, which I, yeah, I've told people about this and they're just kind of like, oh, that's cool. You're taking classes. That's really sweet. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's not just like getting on a Zoom call every once in a while. It was like hours of work every night a week we had like six different coaches that all taught us about different areas of entrepreneurship. And a lot of it was also tied to abundance mindset and just like training yourself to behave, behave your way to success. Got it. Right? What is, what is abundance mindset? Cause I've heard the term yeah. and I don't actually know what it means. Yeah. So abundance mindset is basically tackling anything that you think is standing in your way, tackling your limiting beliefs and really truly accepting that if you, if you can dream it, you can do it. (laughs) You know, I know it's some people kind of associate it with like toxic positivity because it's just kind of like, Oh, well, if you just think good thoughts and just, you know, have good energy, then everything that you want will happen. And it's, it's not exactly that because your energy also has to meet action. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's not enough to just have positive thoughts. You got to do the work too. Can't be making those vision boards and expecting (laughs) to have a Lambo next week. Yes, (laughs) exactly. But I'm a big fan of vision boards because I feel- I've never done one. I've never done one. I highly recommend doing them. Every time I've done a vision board, the things that I put on there, like they come to fruition. You know what I mean? And I don't, sometimes I put stuff on my vision board that I'm like, I don't know how this is going to show up. But Uh (laughs) like, for instance, I put a lot of prints on my last vision board. Nice. And he has, you know, RIP, God bless. Love you, Prince. Yes. Yes. Uh, But I do feel like the way that that particular piece has manifested itself is just like, I feel like a fucking rock star, you Mm. know? I feel like a badass most days. And I think about Prince. Yeah. (laughs) I, when I'm, when I'm coaching, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, I have so, I, I've come such a long way, Adrian. And I feel it. I feel it. And I think that's beautiful. And not to like, this might be me reaching for the sake of hosting a podcast, but I feel like this somewhat uh, can relate back to like, I know I shat on astrology a little bit, but I do see the value in uh, like the, the, the way you approach something Oh my God, I'm butchering this. The mindset that you, with which you approach something uh, dictates what you will get out of it, right? Like I tend to approach astrology with like, this shit is dumb. Like (laughs) I hate all of you, goodbye. Like, so obviously like nothing works for you, but I don't hold anything against somebody who who looks at their chart or looks at their like monthly horoscope, whatever, uh, and pulls out of it something that is of value to them. Basically, if they find their like Prince energy, out of reading their their horoscope like who am i to to begrudge them that so like for yeah. anybody out and there who also hates astrology. on astrology 
Yeah. yeah, I'm just using it as an example because I feel sure. like it's so hot right now. But like, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, what were you going to say? I think the reason that I really love astrology, even though sometimes I'm just like my very Christian mother is like, mm, what are mm. you doing? You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, I do. I think sometimes I lean towards like, I don't know. I don't know what I believe, but I do believe in like the source. Right. Like there's a source. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the universe, there's maybe I just believe in the force from Star Wars. I don't know. Word, but I do word. believe in like an energy that connects us all. And I the do idea, as well. I do as well. Yeah. See? I just happen to derive that from, you know, the times that I've tried LSD than my time in the church. <laughs> see, but LSD. OK, seriously, though, I might say some things that are, are shocking, but I'm like, oh, shit. LSD, shrooms. Um, I also tried plant medicine called San Pedro and it's literally Uh, like, oh, this is just like if I meditated for like three days, this is just kind of like a shortcut to that. mm -hmm. You know, it's all that it's really doing is chilling me out and connecting me to the fact that there is no such thing as separate. We are Mm. all part of the same thing. We are all the same, just wearing different disguises, right? I love that. Yeah. (laughs) And as far as astrology goes, I feel like the the thing that I'm attracted to is learning more about myself, you know, Mm. because the, the thing I'm a Leo son. So the thing about that is like, Leo's like to be in the front. Leo's like to lead. Oh, I've dealt with many Leos in my time. I've I've dated a couple of Leos too. Oh, I, yeah. Good for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's such a Leo response. Yeah. Right. And I also believe that, you know, Leos need a lot of rest. Like if I, I know that I will get really, really, really uh, tired and lazy if I fill my, my to-do list up with too many things. Mm-hmm. And so laziness for me is a sign that I actually need to like go inward more and just like practice more self-care more mindfulness, more awareness. Um, But the other thing about astrology and honestly, like coaching, working with people outside of my own brain, Uh it's taught me that whatever you put your attention to, whatever you respect is what you will perfect. So it's not even, I, it's not even a question. You're throwing out haymakers today, Lauren. You're throwing out (laughs) haymakers. Got to, baby. But it's like, yeah. It's not even a question of like, what do you believe? What's right? What's wrong? No, what's in your heart? What do you, what do you feel called to do? What do you feel compelled towards? And then just keep following that. Just stay curious. And you know, I don't think your intuition will lead you wrong. But yeah, so uh, everything that I've said for like the last however many minutes, that's the energy of what I do as a coach. Mm. So people meet with me on a one-on-one basis. Right now I have four clients. They're so Okay. Sweet. All right. So yes. And I need to update my website because yeah, more people are reaching out and I'm like, Lauren, you're talking to somebody who hasn't updated their website in upwards of a year and a half. So <laughs> it's so funny too, because every it. time I say, I need to do this, I need to do that. People are always like, girl, it's cool. You got enough. You're doing enough. And yeah. I'm like, see, but that's exactly... That is exactly why I'm doing the work that I'm doing because I want to show people that it's not about like pushing yourself to do it. Like there's things that you can be pulled to do 
And I feel like that is so much easier for me to, to, to do things that I feel led towards, you know, Mm. as opposed to like keeping my ear to the grindstone or whatever they say. And then these things that it sounds like, it's like, oh, I have to do it. I have to do it. That's not really what it is. It's like, no, I feel like this is the natural next best step. And Mm -hmm. that is always what I'm focused on. You know, I'm always focused on like, can I be, what can I do here right now? And then maybe I'm one step ahead. Being 10 steps ahead is overrated, but just, you know, focus on now and then the next best step and then chill. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's beautiful advice. And I love what you said about like, there are some things you can be pulled to do instead of pushed to do. Yes. And I feel like that's so analogous to like, not to always bring it back to improv, but that is like both of our backgrounds. But like, you know, in like early improv classes where you're like, you kind of don't know what you're doing and there's all these rules and all this structure and you're just like trying to get it right. So this teacher will love you like your father or something. And like, and then one day, like I feel like for me as an improviser and for a lot of people who've done it for a long time, like one day a switch just flips of like, oh, the entire point of this is just to do shit that is fun for you to do shit that actually inspires you instead of trying to get the right answer. And I feel like that's what, to be honest, like I'm struggling with now in general as a, Mm -hmm. as a creative person of like, just trying to resist the feeling of what I feel I'm supposed to do and actually go towards like what I am actually inspired to do. Right. Right. Do you journal? Oh, so inconsistent. I'll, I, I, (laughs) I could show you, I have like 12 notebooks. I will, I'll, I'll last about a week. Every time I resolve myself to journal, I'll last about What do you think when you uh, stop doing it? What do you think? Wh- why do you think it happens? Oh, I'm getting the coaching now. I'm getting the coaching <laughs> now. <laughs> um, yeah, this I, is, I am coaching, but I also like, even in conversations with friends, like I just can't help it. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like, it's, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of self-esteem, like deep-seated self-esteem mm. stuff. It's also just laziness. It's really just like lack of commitment at the end of the day, I really think. Do you write a lot when you journal? Like, is it like pages um, and pages and pages? It, it'll it average in a small notebook. I don't know why I did this with my hands. It'll <laughs> average in a small notebook, like, uh, like a two page entry usually. Okay, that's not bad. So if you, if, if you were my client, what yes. I would do is I would tell you that your journaling, the way that you should start looking at it is like an exercise and practicing non-judgment, right? Mm. So if you go back to journaling and let's say maybe you do it first thing in the morning, set a timer for like 10 or 15 minutes And when the timer goes off, you don't have to write again for the rest of the day. It's kind of like working out, right? It's just like, I'm going to do this while the time is allotted to me. Yeah. And in that time, if you give yourself permission to write about whatever you want Mm -hmm. and just say like, whatever comes out is enough. It's good enough. Even if all I do is talk about, I hate this. (laughs) I hate writing. I have all these errands I have to do. I have to do laundry. I have to drink coffee so that I can have the energy to do all this. Like, even if it ends up being really, really petty, but Mm. you commit to doing it, like all I would say is do that for two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, see how you feel. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm going to take you up on that. Please do. And please let me know how it goes. Cause I feel so strongly that daily 
writing. Julia Cameron calls them artists. Oh no, I'm sorry. She calls them morning pages, but she also, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm a huge believer in them because when I first started doing morning pages, they were really hard, Mm. but after like, maybe, maybe like a couple of weeks, maybe a month, I found myself like missing a day and then the whole day would be off. You know, like I just, something would not be right. So now I'm at a point where like, I have to do it. My day doesn't begin until I journal, until I get some words down on the page and then I can actually start and I can have a day. Right. And it's establishing a habit. Yeah. And just, just give yourself a break, do it a little bit at a time because what you're really doing is you're checking in with yourself Mm. and you're processing like what, where am I at right now? What's going on in my life? What's going on in my head and in my heart? What are the things that I want? What's my purpose? Like go there, feel free to take that time, that 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I also think, you know, some people meditate, but Mm. writing for me is a form of meditation. So I prefer writing because I can actually see, you know, I can see visually what's going on if I'm, if I, I don't really have racing thoughts anymore. I know I talk fast, but I, I honestly feel like writing is so helpful for the anxiety and the depression. Mm. And yeah, I'm a big believer. So have faith and see how you feel at the end of it. Oof, I love it. I mean, I feel like usually with the show, I like, I usually like, cause we're winding down on time. I usually like end with some, like, if you could give advice to like a da 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 da, but I feel like this entire episode has just been like great actionable advice. Um, I, I guess I just like, I guess I just like want to speak to like, I know this has been like, this has been a bit with us for this hour of like, oh, I feel like Lauren's doing X, Y, Z so much da da da, but it really, mm-hmm. from the sound of it, like I'm inspired by not only you know what, I'm not even inspired, I don't mean this in any shady way, but I'm not even inspired by the quantity of work that you've put out. I'm, I'm, I'm much more inspired by the spreading of this mindset. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I really feel like it's just being, being, operating from a place of joy is mm-hmm. how I think is I, I think that's how I think of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I was just, yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm having a little bit of a, of a, a brain fart right now, oh, but right. I really do feel like I can't remember the name of the woman who said it. She just wrote a book. Oh my gosh. This is going to bother me so much, but she was basically talking about, I'm going to try to remember the name before this is over. She was uh, talking word, about I mean- how, human beings essentially only care about four things, like from the richest of the rich to the poorest of Martha Beck, Martha Beck. She just wrote a book. It's all about like yearning and purpose. Oh my God. I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy. I remember that. I was like sweating so much. Okay, cool. I'm back. So she was talking about how from the richest of the rich to the poorest of the poor, people really only care about four things and it's freedom, joy, peace, in love. Okay. And, you know, it's perfectly fine to want things, but at the end of the day, like as long as you are 
as long as you get back to realizing you already are those things, you already have those four things inside of you. Like that's where you started right. and you can always get back to it. You know, you just have to right. get out of your own way. Right. Like you will always, always have exactly what you need in this life. And the things Which, that like, you really yearn for, you'll get. Right. Which like oddly, not to bring it back to LSD, but that's where I've had most <laughs> of my spiritual experiences. But it's been exactly that feeling of like, I think because one time, wow, this is really revealing a lot to the people who listen to this. But one time <laughs> it was like, it was a while ago. It was pre-pandemic because uh, nobody was wearing masks. I, I took a full hit of acid on my own and took a walk around like uptown Manhattan, had a that lovely so day, fun. brought a journal with me. And Ooh. like at, at one point, like I went back and read it actually a few weeks ago. Like there's this one page with all my like acid thoughts like scribbled onto it. And one of them was just like, yo, you are not as clever as you think you are. <laughs> stop experiencing everything at arm's length, which I feel like Ooh. is the same thing of like, get out of your own way and just yes. like actually put the things out that you want to put out. Yes. Oh my God, I love that realization. Yeah, yeah, that really happened. Lean in, man. And then of, of course I spent the personal. next, then of course I spent the next year and a half like not getting out of bed and like <laughs> neglecting yeah. this podcast, but you know how it is. It can be hard though, dude. Cause like, I feel, I feel that same thing happened to me where it was like, I was called to do great things. Mm -hmm. And then I immediately kind of like, shirked away from it like it was so scary because I feel like and and you know this was kind of the start of the pandemic for me too where it was like I think I I I really did have a vision of like the dream life mm. which essentially like it's not as it's not quite as big as I I, I know eventually it will be <laughs> hey. but just the first glimpse of like when I started working with a mentor and she started asking me questions that really led me to like, what do I really want to do with my life? Right. It was so scary. It's so scary to face it at first, right. but I promise it's, oh babe, it's so much better on the other side. So just go Ooh. in, go there. Face I love the fear. it. I love it. I th I can't think of a better note to end on than that. Let's uh let's do give us give us plug everything one more time before we Okay, call cool. It. So I am Lauren Clark is rad. That is my website, laurenclarkisrad.com. Yes, 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 yes. Rad yes. stands for resilient, aware, and daring you to try. Oh my god, it's an acronym? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? The branding on this. Yeah. The branding on this. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, if you want to work with me, um, set up any kind of, you know, clarity calls or anything like that, just to see what, what all I offer, um, there is a type form on my website. You go there, fill out those questions so I can get a sense of who you are and how I can help. And then listen to my podcast, the black creator connection. It's pretty much everywhere. You can listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, all those places, probably more. <laughs> um, Cause I went nuts when I was like, you know, yeah. registering yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, new episodes for season two are going to drop on Juneteenth, June Let's 19th. For, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that is. <laughs> for the white but people yeah. who are listening. You yeah. <laughs> for the white, for people, the white who people who did not learn from last year. <laughs> 
And to those same white people, you talk so much shit about like doing better. Why don't you listen to this fucking podcast? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Don't even. That's a whole nother episode. Yes, that's another. That's another. Performative thought. allyship is a whole yes. nother episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much for having me. This was so oh my God, fun. Are you kidding? You are like we said. You are an OG. You like. You built helped me build this show like way back. It's a great show. It's a great thank show. You. Appreciate it. Lauren, thank you so much. Of course. Take care of yourself, buddy. Where I go to unwind from the grind and of all that I know, I promise you this. Material shit don't make you rich. And that's it for this week's uh, return of La Mescla. Thank you so much to Lauren Clark for coming into the show. Thank you to Zoom for hosting the conversation, even though I hate Zoom. Can't wait to be done with it. Thank you to you for listening and for tuning into the show. Please make sure to follow Lauren on everything. All of her handles are in the description to this episode. Follow the Black Creator Connection and support that show. If you're a creative person that's struggling, you just heard a whole lot of great advice and you will get a whole lot more great advice if you contact Lauren and set up an appointment with her to talk about the shit you're working on and what you want to get done and how you how you want to consult with her. I really can't recommend Lauren as an artist and as a coach enough. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Please remember, also in the description to this episode, is a ticket link to the live La Mescla Spectacular. You know what? You really shouldn't flub the word spectacular when you're plugging something, but I just did, and I, I'm i not going to re-record this, so here, here we are. Um, <laughs> if you want to come to the show either in person or virtually by buying a virtual ticket, which is a thing for my humans who listen to this from outside of New York, just click that ticket link uh, in the description to this episode and tune into the show. It's going to be really, really fun. I would really appreciate your support. I would love it so much. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm really excited to be back releasing this show. And yeah, this, yeah, this, this feels like an appropriately awkward outro. So thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you on August 4th. And I'll continue plugging that when we come back with another episode next time. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey,